Welcome. This is No Small Talk, the arts and entertainment podcast for the Arkansas Times. I'm Stephanie Smittle, and I'm here with Omaya Jones. Hello. And today we're going to thank our new sponsor. Thanks, Bentonville Film Festival. Uh, you can catch up with the lineup, uh, find out about the mission of the film festival, which is a nonprofit organization um, dedicated to uh, presenting films by women, about women, uh, also just in general people who are underrepresented in cinema. And you can find more information at BentonvilleFilmFestival.com. Today we're going to talk a little bit about jazz, Little Rock, and recap a crowded weekend on Bathhouse Row in Hot Springs. Oh, awesome. So you went to Hot Springs this weekend for Valley of the Vapors? Uh, for several things. You know, it's uh, it's a racing season, and I have, have a newly formed soft spot for seeing the horses run. It was great. Went on uh, Saturday. There was a $900,000 purse. I think I took away about negative $7 of that. Uh, also, that's not too bad. exciting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, like, paid for my beer, you know. Mm broke even uh so that was great if you are on the internets you should find uh dylan earl he's a country musician based out of fayetteville uh and a road dog really does kind of classic country and he filmed a video of him and his touring band dylan earl and the reasons why walking around oklahoma hmm. and betting drinking a lot of beer apparently winning a lot of money from what it looked like so check that out, Dylan Earl, last name E-A-R-L. Uh, that was pretty awesome. Also, this weekend in Hot Springs was the world's shortest St. Patrick's Day parade uh, on the 98-foot-long Bridge Street. It was actually so short that I could not see it from where I was at, but uh, it was fun to be downtown, really a fun weekend. Grand Funk Railroad played a free show on Friday night, which is kind of got mixed reviews. I, I felt like maybe... Maybe they'd uh, been playing these songs long enough that the they didn't feel heavy anymore. Did they, did they just seem... You mean like did the band seem bored or, or is it this, the music wasn't didn't feel as impactful or... Well, so there are people that I know that were there that came away were like, oh my God, that was incredible. And, and I want to think that maybe um, those people were sort of imagining, you know what they had grown up with mm -hmm. uh, here in Grand Funk Railroad. To me, it seemed like, wow, this is super polished. These guys have been playing this these songs oh. like forever. I mean, it was great. It was, it was super, super shiny. Um, drew out a lot of people. Always love a free show. More Stay in the Time played Saturday night. And just a really cool weekend to be in Hot Springs. I managed to catch a little bit of Valley of the Vapors, very end. I missed uh, what sound like some pretty cool secret shows. Yeah. You know, they do these secret shows where they don't announce the location until mm -hmm. the day, like a few hours before. Right. And those are always free, right? They're always yeah. free. Yeah. yeah. Free shows. So, you know, this band will show up to this beautiful hot springs, thermal waters, national park with a city in the middle of it. And then be told, like, you're going to go play at Waffle House or at Gross Funeral Home which is evidently a real funeral home where they oh. had a secret show during BOV. Uh, pretty boss. And I did uh, get to the squeeze box stage at Low-Key Arts Tuesday night, last night of the festival, and caught Grandchildren and Larkin Poe, which is really fun. Um, I would say 
Larkin Poe delivered big time. These uh, these uh, two women are from Atlanta, Georgia. They're sisters, and they're sort of like if Anne and Nancy Wilson were alive now. Uh, we're uh, they're, okay, so they're alive now, but that they were like just starting to perform now, and that they were descendants of Edgar Allan Poe and also obsessed with slide guitar. So unfortunately, I did not get to go to Valley of the Vapors at all this this year. I also did not go to. I wasn't in Hot Springs this weekend. Listeners may notice that they're not hearing a voice, which is Jacob Rosenberg, who is no longer with us in the terms of the podcast. He's still alive. Um, <laughs> also still alive, <laughs> along with Anna and Nancy Wilson from Hearts. Definitely still alive. I was hanging out with him this weekend. We had to go away party, and so unfortunately, I missed a lot of the Hot Springs shenanigans that was happening this weekend, uh, and I was sort of sorry to miss the. World Shores Parade. I heard Napoleon Dynamite was there. True. And then, yeah, Valley of the Vapors were a lot of bands that I didn't really know a lot about, but I was really interested in hearing, but wasn't able to make it. Fortunately, the schedule's all there, so you just go check them out. I loved Grandchildren. They played the very last uh, show of the festival. Super fun. Quintets, I think. I think there were five of them. Out of uh, Pennsylvania with what I would, I would consider their harmonies like kind of country harmonies but they're in a really non-country context super fun band and uh, you know i i feel like this festival is just probably one of the best kept secrets in in at least in central arkansas probably in arkansas and maybe on the festival circuit in general just of the level of talent that they're getting the amount of bands that that want to return and then just kind of the care that they take mm-hmm. with putting it together. There are um, art installations. So when you went into the women's bathroom at Loki Arts, there was this elaborate macrame art installation surrounding you. And then, um, you know, out in the gallery, there was a Valley of Vapor specific paintings, 11 of them up for auction. So um, what Shay Childs and Bill Solider and Bobby Missile and now Sonny K are doing is... Um, definitely worth paying attention to. So if you're not on uh, the radar of Low-Key Arts and Valley of the Vapors, they're out there. Find them, sign up for their email, check them out. Best moment of the weekend probably was a woman dressed in this fantastically long like plaid jacket and these glittery white shoes. Um, maybe maybe middle-aged woman. Super excited about Larkin Poe. So excited, in fact, that I saw her in line uh, waiting to meet them after their set, and she said that she was waiting to have each of them sign each of her glittery white shoes. Oh, cool! I trust and hope that she got that done. Um, I would say one thing I've noticed about Hot Springs people from there is that they are really, really proud of their city, and they're always promoting it and trying to get people to come there. And it's really it's heartening. And uh, I wish that I could make the time to go up there more. And I know you know it's later this year, but I know the documentary film festival is going to be you know this fall and mm-hmm. I hope to make that be more of a presence there than it has been in the past. Yeah. yeah. You know, we take ourselves pretty seriously in Little yeah. Rock. I don't know yeah. if it's because like the, le- you know, this is the capital or um, I feel like maybe Hot Springs has a really self-aware, mm-hmm. you know, there's they, they have a really uh, a beautiful sense of themselves as a bizarro city. I mean, how many cities are in the middle of a national park? You know, it's, it's gorgeous. Um, uh, I, I I would definitely get behind, like, yes, you and anyone else who can break out of your comfort zone. It's not that far away. It's really not. And super fun. 
So I thought we'd ask uh, a little bit, if you know, what's next for the Arkansas Times film series? We've just wrapped up these uh, this long run of heist movies. So we had Rififi, mm-hmm. Bob Flimber. We had Point Break. Mm-hmm. Who am I missing? Um... Well, those are the three heist films, and I guess you could even tie in December screening of Out of Sight. It was also a semi-heist film. But in terms of what's next, so instead of doing scheduling films and blocks of like two or three films that uh, fit a theme, the plan now is to try to schedule things where sort of every film plays off of a theme of the previous film, but is also sort of completely different, and it will create a sort of daisy chain of just a bunch of very different types of films. Now, in terms of what's coming up for April, it hasn't been confirmed yet. We selected, um, in fact, I selected films for April through, I think, about September. And so we're waiting to hear back from all of those. And as soon as those go, we get those, you know, we'll, we'll put that up on the website. There's a Facebook page, so you can like Riverdale on Facebook and you can get, you know, notices when they post a film. And then... We also produce a podcast for the films in the film series because it's called Film Quotes Film, and I'm on that with a couple of friends. And we also have a Facebook page where we sort of promote those upcoming experiences and things like that. What's the best way to find your podcast that you do for Film Quotes Films? Uh, if you go to iTunes and just type in Film Quotes Films or, or, or any podcaster of your choice, because we're, we're out there on all of them. And, you know, the previews that we do on this podcast, No Small Talk, are pretty spoiler free, but if you go to listen to that, especially after you see the films, like we go real in depth into like every aspect of the film typically. Okay, so that's the morning after podcast. Don't listen to it before if you don't want spoilers. So, uh, in this part of the show, I thought we'd talk a little bit about jazz happening in Little Rock. As the arts and entertainment editor at the Arkansas Times, it's occurred to me that there's sort of these ebbs and flows of uh, types of music and and little threads where it'll seem like, you know, we have this kind of show and an abundance of them in one week for whatever reason. And there's a ton of jazz this week. Really? Really? Hey. Really? <laughs> um, so speaking of Hot Springs, uh, the Ohio Club, which is uh, on Bathhouse Row, an old gangster hangout, they're hosting free jazz every Thursday night in the same halls trod by uh, Al Jolson and Al Capone alike. Mae West performed there. Um, They've got a selection of beers that are sort of brewed uh, specifically for them. One uh, Prohibition era ale uh, that that the Superior Bathhouse Brewery across the street is brewed specifically for them. Cool. Very cool. I didn't know about this until I went this weekend. I also didn't know what a Prohibition era ale is. And evidently, the idea was that uh, during Prohibition, if you were going to go to the trouble to brew beer, you wanted it to be as strong as possible. So I, I assume what people mean when they say Prohibition era is that it has a high ABV. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the Ohio Club this Thursday is the Lexington Porter Trio. There's a little house band there, Clyde Pound Trio. That's uh, Clyde Pound on keyboards, Byron Yancey on upright bass, and Patrick Chan on drums. But they're going to be joined by this young man, uh, Lexington or Lex Porter, who is the um, he's descendants of the, the Porter family of Arkansas jazz fame, the grandson of the late Art Porter Sr. and the nephew of Art Porter Jr. That's the guy. Do you know about this guy, Art Porter Jr.? 
That name is one of those names that sounds familiar, but I pretend talk to me like I'm stupid. Yeah. No so, um, the, okay, I'll, I'll I'll try this guy. Uh, this guy Art Porter Jr., amazing like avant-garde saxophonist, started playing clubs in Arkansas when he was uh, too young to get into them, and evidently at the time that was basically illegal. So if you were under 21, you couldn't play in an establishment that served alcohol. And at some point, Bill Clinton, who I hope and presume was a fan of Art Porter Jr.'s, stepped in uh, after Art Porter Jr. got arrested for playing in a club where he was too young to play. And Bill Clinton pushed through this bill, evidently called the, the Art Porter Jr. bill. So there's a law passed into effect where they, you know, will not arrest you if you're a musician playing in a in a, uh, an establishment that serves alcohol and you are too young to drink it. Um, so pretty cool. This this guy's his uh, nephew, and what's kind of interesting about him is that he takes this jazz framework and puts a couple of instruments in it that are not typically jazz instruments. So as opposed to his uncle uh, who played saxophone, he plays violin and mandolin and kind of puts that in a jazz context. Oh, cool. Pretty wild. I caught a little bit of a video of him from the Arkansas Black Hall of Fame's 25th anniversary celebration last year. And if you listen to about the two minute mark, he's sort of noodling around on the violin and then all of a sudden I hear this little tune that I recognize and I wasn't sure what it was I sort of replayed it in my head and I thought that's the theme from Inspector Gadget the cartoon I listen to it again I swear it is Lex if you're out there kudos to you for working Inspector Gadget into a jazz context oh you said this was online it was just on YouTube I think you can find it yeah 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 just after the two minute mark So that's going on at the Ohio Club. There's a new release by an upright bassist here named David Higginbotham um, called Blues on the Corner. And kind of caught my attention just because the band that he's going to play with. And by the way, that is Thursday, March 22nd. Listeners, you may not be able to catch this because by the time you hear it, it may be Friday. But check out David David Higginbotham. He's playing with Chris Parker who's the pianist who composed the No Tears Suite for the 50th anniversary of the, I'm sorry, 60th anniversary of the Central High Desegregation Crisis. Yeah. Inspired by Melba Patillo's memoir. Great pianist. Brandon Doris, saxophonist in Twice Sax and also with the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra. And then drummer uh, Paul Stivitz. So they'll be at uh, South on Main. If you don't catch them, I would recommend you go find their cover of Bob Duro's Love came on Stealthy Fingers because I never get tired of Bob Duro covers. He was the sort of bebop guru behind Schoolhouse Rock. So he wrote all those uh, tunes that taught you about bills being passed into laws and, um, you know, uh, three being a magic number and uh, electricity. So check that out. Um, The last one I would throw at you is kind of unusual. It's called Black Mariah Theater. It's a sisterly duo uh, like Larkin Poe, except super smoky, super noir. These two sisters, Sophia and Annalise Motta, uh, play at Heights Corner Market Wednesday evening, which is that place that if you are at the corner of Cantrell and Cavanaugh and you're turning back further uh, like into the Heights, 
toward um, what I call the Gucci Kroger. I don't know. I don't know what that's formally called. The Cantrell Kroger, maybe. The the Heights Kroger. Yeah. Or sure, the Heights Kroger. Yeah. Teon. Well, I guess that was technically Highway Ten, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The Hillcresty Heights yeah. Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's the place that used to be called Terry's Finer Foods. Okay. But it's right there on the corner. It's where you can get your fancy pestos and your fancy nut butters and your fancy juices. Uh, but also this uh, twin sisterly duo from Kansas City is going to play there on Wednesday night. So it's March 28th, 7 p.m. Uh, I think it's so it's a five dollar cover. Super smoky, super jazzy, and just the two of them. Uh, like Lark and Poe, I would say this is a group that does not need their band to be bigger. They'd just be weighed down. Um, so check out Black Mariah Theater. That's a, a little bit of the jazz going on around town. I would encourage you also to check out jazznearyou.com, which is the sort of a gig hub for jazz shows. If you go to that site, you'll find the Little Rock chapter and... I believe the folks from the Arkansas Jazz Heritage Foundation keep that up and try to keep all the dates on there. You can keep an eye out for Jazz in the Park, which is a free series. I think they do it in April and then again in September in the History Pavilion in the River Market on Wednesday nights. It's free. Also, the Goat Band at the Lobby Bar, they're playing uh, every third Monday. This is a quartet that formed from the pit at the Arkansas Repertory Theater Orchestra. Oh. Yeah, so they just took that right out of the pit and formed the goat band. I have yet to understand the name, but maybe I was about they'll... to ask if there would be goats. I I hope so, but I I don't want to disappoint you. Okay. I, I think it's just the namesake. Well, there'll be goats in my heart at the risk of disappointment. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, check out our Little Rock Jazz mainstays, Rodney Block and the Real Music Lovers. If you haven't caught them. This is a fun time to do so. Saturday, March 24th, they're going to be at the Whitewater Tavern with uh, vocalist Bijou and uh, also Lavelle Davison, who just, I don't know if he's still on The Voice, but he's like past the first round of competition on The Mm. Voice. I think it just goes by Davison now. Um, So he and Bijou are going to join Rodney Block and the Real Music Lovers for a tribute to Fugees and Lauryn Hill. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll, I, I guess I missed the first one. I think this is a, a reprisal, so I think it kind of went well the first time, and they're they're going to bring it back around. We'll be right back with some recommendations, so stick around. Welcome back to No Small Talk, and now we're going to close out the show with some recommendations. I guess I'll go first. Knock it out. Uh, I'm going to recommend that people support a local film festival called Kaleidoscope. It's an LGBTQ festival that it's happens in the fall. And last night they had the second of their socials where you can get together. Um, they're usually in Argenta and you can just sort of meet the people behind the festival and talk to them and they'll sort of disclose some of their plans that are upcoming. And so it's really nice to have, especially since the film festival folded, it's really nice to have a small-scale niche festival that has like a really specific uh, purpose and so you can support them by going to kaleidoscopefilmfestival.com and if you need help with the spelling that's k-a-l-e-i-d-o-s-o-p-e filmfestival.com yeah Uh, good advice because kaleidoscope it's just like a spelling b word yeah yeah Um, Stephanie, any recommendation 
I do have a recommendation. I'm going to recommend that you check out a new track called Hover by a band called Color Design. Uh, they have an album coming out in July called They Don't Exist, and uh, we'll be playing um, April 18th with Dog Prison, Pissing Comets, and the Russellville Bard and zine maker uh, William Blackert. So uh, until you can check out the full album, go find Hover on Bandcamp. Uh, this this band is sort of one that often leaves me at a loss for words. Their sound is big and loud and expansive, and there are lots of guitars playing whole notes um, instead of sort of crunchy sixteenths and staccatos. They sort of the guitars are very stretchy. Um, and they're very sustained. Uh, all of that underpins these completely uh, immediate, visceral, uh, vital vocals by a vocalist um, named Sean Hood, who uh, I understand writes uh, most of the lyrics and most of the music. So go to, go to Bandcamp and check out Hover by Color Design. That's spelled the British way. C-O-L-O-U-R. Uh, Color Design. Way. The proper way. Mm-hmm. Hover by Color Design. Right. And do you have a move for this week? I do. I think that these little concerts that the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra does that are not their big concerts mm-hmm. are sort of underrated. And they're doing some really cool repertoire that doesn't really fit in it. Is it either isn't written for orchestra or is just kind of like off the beaten path and maybe wouldn't make sense to program with like Bach or Tchaikovsky or uh, so they're doing one called sound textures and uh, what's kind of cool about this program is it puts two very unorchestra like instruments at the forefront so the first of those is uh, the oboe and this composer Eric Evatsen uh, I believe is how you say it. It's E-W-A-Z-E-N. Wrote a piece in 1999 called Down a River of Time. Gorgeous. Really mysterious. Um, and the oboe gets front and center treatment. That'll be played by ASO oboist Lorraine Dusso-Kitz. And they're playing um, Mendelssohn's String Quartet Number no. 3 in D major. That'll be the Rockefeller String Quartet. They're also playing a piece that uh, I googled and could find absolutely nothing on. And was intrigued enough to ask uh, ask him what was up with that. And it's a piece called Hero's Ascent for Marimba. Turns out it's been commissioned. And so this will be a brand new piece played by the uh, principal percussionist, Blake Taylor. Uh, it's by Charles Hawthorne. So check that out. It's It'll be Tuesday, next Tuesday. And it's in the Great Hall at the Clinton Presidential Center. It uh, starts at 7 p.m., but they'll have a, open, uh, a cash bar rather open at 5.30. And uh, tickets are $23. I think they're a little less expensive if you're active military or student. Uh, they do encourage you to buy drinks and then take them into the concert. So that's fun as well. You can uh, imbibe and uh, also oboe. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to uh, Small Talk. Jacob Rosenberg, uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast and, and launching this. We'll miss you if you're out there listening. Stop in anytime. And thanks to our listeners. Thanks also to our new sponsor, Bentonville Film Festival. You can check them out at bentonvillefilmfestival.com. I'm Stephanie Smittle, and this is Omaya Jones, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.